up, everybody, and welcome to an emergency post-trade deadline Steel of Sanctuary podcast. I'm your host, Dave Rivero from SteelofSanctuary.com. I'm flying solo today. My partner, David Korob, couldn't make it. Um, I felt I had to put one of these out. It was a big trade deadline yesterday. Probably the most active the Steelers have ever been at the trade deadline. Excuse me. Uh, two big trades. Well, two medium trades anyway. Uh, I have a theory, an overall theory of what happened yesterday. It's kind of confusing. You know, the Steelers brought a player in and traded a player away. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? I have a theory about that. We'll get that to that at the end of the podcast. For now, let's um, let's go over the actual deals. Let's start with um, William Jackson first. Well, Omar Khan brought our boy home after six years. <laughs> we all know the story of the 2016 draft. The Steelers were set to draft William Jackson. One pick away, and the Cincinnati Bengals stepped in, took um, William Jackson, and the rest is history. We know what happened. They drafted, they panicked. Drafted out of Burns. He turned out to be a disaster. Ironically, I think he finished his career in Chicago after the Steelers cut him. I'm not even sure he's in the league anymore. Um, yeah, so I, Omar Khan brings our boy back. He's, um, listen, this is a no-brainer. They swapped 2025 sixth and seventh round picks. The Steelers sent them their sixth, got the Chicago Bears seventh back for a starting a, a caliber NFL corner. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I mean, William Jackson's been trying to get out of Washington all season. There's been some reports of a back injury. We're not sure. Is he just saying that to kind of facilitate a trade or is it serious? We don't know. I think if the Steelers traded for him, uh, they'd be pretty sure they could use him right away and there was no back injury there or nothing serious anyway. Um, The Steelers are only on the hook for about a prorated $5 million left on this contract this season. So probably what? two and a half to $3 million at the most for 2022. Um, then it's probably, it's essentially a, a rent to own type deal. I mean, he's due roughly $12 million next season. Um, there's a $2.5 million roster bonus in March where the Steelers are really going to have to make a decision on whether they want to keep William Jackson. Hey, if he plays really well this season for them, next year, 12, $12 million is a bargain for a number one corner. Let's be honest. If he doesn't play well, they can cut him. No dead cap. You gave up a 2025 seventh round pick. No brainer. Um, they can also, you know, take that salary and extend it out, make it a little less, a little more cap friendly. If he plays okay and they're not sure and they want to keep him around for one more season, there's a lot of ways they can do this. Um, honestly, guys, this is a no brainer. I mean, William Jackson steps into the building and he's the number one cornerback on this team, talent wise. There's no way around it. You can make the argument, you know, for Cam Sutton being the number one corner, but he's the slot corner. You don't want to move him to the outside. We've seen him struggle on the outside before. Sutton's the, let's leave Sutton in the slot. The other guys, James Pierre, Josh Jackson, they're just guys. They're just bottom of the roster corners, not very good. Akela Witherspoon benched his last two games, the one against Cleveland and then this past week against Philadelphia. Awful, horrendous, giving up. Chunk plays left and right. We, at this point, I don't even know if a killer Weatherspoon makes it to the rest of the season with the Steelers. Levi Wallace is hurt. And if you follow this podcast at all, you know, I'm not a big fan of Levi Wallace. I don't think he's very good. He's a second cornerback in the right system. I don't think Pittsburgh's the right system for him. And he's, I don't think he's very good. So again, William Jackson, the third CB one, as soon as he steps on the field. What are we going to get out of William Jackson in 2022? 
who knows, guys. Um, there's definitely talent there. I know he's 30 years old. He, is he on the backside of his career? I mean, we haven't seen that much of him. When What we have seen him hasn't been very good. But again, he hasn't been happy in Washington. He didn't feel like the defense suited him. He wanted out. So does that affect his play on the field? Probably. Um, best case scenario, it's um, a Joe Hayden all over again. I mean, he's never been as talented as Joe Hayden was in his prime. But I think he could probably mirror some of the production we got of Joe Hayden later on in his career when we signed him at his very best. I mean, at his very worst, he's not a very good corner in a group of not very good corners anyway. So he fits right in. Um, honestly, no brainer. Good deal for um, Omar Khan. It's to try to stabilize this cornerback position going forward. You know, no brainer. I've said it a couple of times now, sorry, but it, this is a good deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other deal they made yesterday, it's been rumored for a couple of weeks now, and it finally happened. Chase Claypool dealt to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick. The important thing here is it's Chicago's pick and not the uh, Ravens pick they just acquired for, um, excuse me, um, trading Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be, folks, that's going to be the difference of 13 to 20 picks in terms of the second round because we know the Ravens are making the playoffs. They're in first place. That's going to be a bottom of the half, bottom half of the second round pick. The Bears, on the other hand, they just went through a fire sale. They traded Roquan Smith, like I mentioned. They traded Robert Quinn. They're not a very good team to begin with. So this is going to be top five second round, top 10 second round at the very worst. Um, the second half of the season, the Chicago Bears are not going to be very good. They're going to be terrible on defense. They're three and five now, doing it with kind of smoke and mirrors. They just got thumped by the Dallas Cowboys pretty good. So we know where this team is headed. If you follow this podcast at all, uh, Dave and I have talked about this for a few weeks now. We thought third round pick was the absolute ceiling for Chase Claypool. If you could get that, do it. If you heard the last podcast, I said, I'll take a fourth round at this point. Uh, and we, we said it from day one. If you get offered a second round pick, jump, take it, trade him, drive him to the airport. See you later, Chase. It was nice knowing you. Um, not only did they get a second round pick, but they had a little bidding war. I guess the Packers initially was reported early on that it was almost a done deal. He was going to Green Bay. Chicago offered apparently the Ravens second round pick. And then when the Steelers hesitated in taking that, they felt like they had competition. So they offered their own second round pick and the Steelers jumped. This is a great job by Omar Khan reading the room, using these two teams against each other in a little mini bidding war and getting a high-end second-round pick. Great job for the first-year GM. Um, obviously, he paid a lot of attention to Kevin Colbert and how he handled trading wide receivers, you know, getting third-round picks for Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant was just miraculous, and this is trumps it. Uh, getting a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Let's talk about Chase Claypool, the player, a little bit. Disappointing, up and down. It's the best way you can describe him over the last couple of seasons. He just hasn't been very good. He has trouble staying on his feet. He's not making the combative catches he did as a rookie, um, his productions. Yardage-wise, has been pretty consistent, but touchdowns has just disappeared. His rookie season, 873 yards, nine touchdowns. We were all going crazy. We all thought Chase Claypool, another genius wide receiver pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, second round, all those receivers drafted before him, blah, blah, blah. Chase is better. Last couple of years, not so much. I mean, he had 860 yards receiving last year, but only two touchdowns 
as opposed to the nine his rookie year. This year, up and down is the best way you can describe it. 311 yards, one touchdown. We know this Matt Canada offense is bad. How do you evaluate anybody on this offense with this kind of offensive coordinator? Who knows? But we do see him drop balls. We do see him not compete for catches. We do see him, and the Chicago Bears general manager described him as a fierce physical player and a fierce blocker. I don't know what he's looking at, but that's not what we're seeing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's not a very good blocker. He's not a combative catch guy. Early second round pick, man, you just jump and take it and run. I don't know what else to say about this. Um, another positive to this is George Pickens becomes more a part of the offense, which is what we've been screaming about since week one. I mean, this last game, three targets, one catch, no catches. I'm sorry. Come on. You got a super talent like George Pickens and he's not getting any targets. Is Chase Claypool eating up some of that? Of course he is. Is that some of design Matt Canada's offense? Uh, we can get into Matt Canada's offense all day. But this opens up some opportunities for him. It opens up opportunities for Steven Sims, who we've trumpeted all season. This guy's elusive. He's great in the open field. You stick him in the slot. God forbid you do some angle routes or some, you know, slants with him. Get him in the open field. Maybe you have something there. We'll see. George Pickens getting more targets. Maybe this offense starts playing better. You, you try anything at this point. And you hate to think, you know, addition by subtraction, but that's pretty much what it amounts to here with Chase Claypool getting traded away. Um, good deal again. Omar Khan, first trade deadline. I put it on a, a uh, uh, on my blog this week in a post, A minus. A plus for the William Jackson. There's, there's no downside. Uh, like I said, you can get out of the contract pretty easy and you get the possibility of a top corner anyway. And it's Chase Claypool, Claypool deal. Could this bite him in the, the ass? Could Chase Claypool really um, flourish in Chicago? I suppose it's possible. I mean, Justin Fields scrambling, you know, uh, off script plays, deep balls down the field. Chase Claypool getting behind in the secondary. We're going to see it. We're going to see some long touchdowns and Twitter's going to go crazy. The Steelers made a mistake, but in the long term, Chase Claypool is not a number one receiver. He's probably not even a number two receiver. He's a goal ball third receiver. Hope to get something big. And if you can get a second round pick, an early second round pick, you can get a player with a much higher ceiling than that. And this team has tons of needs for 2023. We talk about it all the time. Offensive line, corner, Quarterback, possibly running back, possibly, you know, edge might need another linebacker. Who knows? They need all the draft picks they can get, period. All right. So I touched on it a little bit. It's a little bit of a confusing trade deadline, right? They buy a player, they sell a player. What's their plans? Are they, you know, are they selling? Are they thinking about the future? Are they giving up on the second half? Or are they bringing players in to make a run in the second half? Listen, don't get this twisted. Mike Tomlin believes and will always believe he can coach it up, turn this thing around, get back to 500 and make the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind. That's what his thinking is. They, that's why they brought in William Jackson. They want to stabilize the cornerback position. They get TJ Watt back, maybe even DeMonte Casey back in the second half. This defense starts playing like it did against the Bengals in week one. And he thinks he can rip off eight of nine and this team can make the playoffs. Do I think that? No. I don't think that. I mean, I know the schedule's easy. I, all those players coming back. Now you've got Jackson. 
No. Now you say, well, you traded a, a, a top wide receiver on this team. How do you think they're buyers? And they think they're going to compete by trading off a key piece of the team. Well, we, we found out some of the reasoning to this. I don't know if you've ever um, followed Justina Anderson on Twitter. She's a great read. She's, she's connected. She, she gets this stuff. She gets a lot of good stuff is what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to call her tweet yesterday, from yesterday, like word for word. There's a lot of chatter on the Steelers potentially trading Chase Claypool leading in today. As is authorized a week ago, this internal impression is that Claypool felt he was a number one talent while the Steelers feel ready to give rookie George Pickens an extended, extended role. So he thought he was the number one guy. He wanted more uh, targets and catches, according to Justine Anderson. But the one even more damning than that was this tweet she had yesterday. Adding background, from what I am hearing and been hearing over the past few weeks, the Steelers moved on from what they felt was somewhat of a distraction behind the scenes. I'm told Claypool move was been in the table for at least two weeks per league source. So what Jacina Anderson is saying is Chase Claypool had become a distraction. Um, my partner, David Cora, brought this up in the last, last podcast. These players seem to be turning on each other. They're sniping a lot, especially the wide receiver room. You hear something from Deontay every week. You hear George Pickens a little bit, and you hear Chase Claypool a lot. Maybe this is a distraction the Steelers wanted the nip in the bud right now before it got out of control. Um, there's no way the Steelers are punting on the season. Mike Tomlin would never punt on the season. They would never tank. Don't ever expect them to. As long as Mike Tomlin's here, that's never going to happen. The reason they traded Chase Claypool was because, because internally he had become a distraction. They wanted to move on from him. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this becomes addition by subtraction in a lot of ways. They get rid of a problem in the locker room, apparently, and they open up more opportunities for the young receivers they have in the room already. Expect this team in the second half with a very weak schedule to stack some wins. Whether we like it or not, whether that's good for the Steelers, going forward in 2023, I can argue is not. It's not a good thing. But the Steelers don't care. They're not thinking 2023 now. Mike Tomlin's tunnel vision, he wants to win in 2022. Whether we want to believe it or not, that no losing seasons means a lot to Mike Tomlin and it means a lot to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're going to go all out in the second half. They're going to get, like we said, TJ Watt back. So they play teams like the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, the Oakland Raiders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, Cleveland Browns. That's a lot of bad teams. You know, they can expect even a split maybe with the Ravens. Bengals one more time. Bengals haven't been playing well either. They lost again. There's some winnable games there. Are they going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. They're one and five in the AFC, two and six overall. This team's not making the playoffs. There's no way in hell. Don't. Don't let that enter your mind. Do they think they can make it? Absolutely, they do. They're going to stack wins, and they're going to go from, this is my prediction going forward, they're going to go from a top five draft pick currently, fourth right now, as a matter of fact, to outside the top 10 by the time the season's over. I can see them winning four to five games in the second half. Big deal. You get to seven and 10, eight and nine, and... Whoopee, look at Mike Tomlin, turn it around. There's hope for 2023. It's not real. If you're a Steelers fan, that's not really what you want to see happen. Every win going forward is bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not suggesting they tank 
But the reality of it is every time they win, their draft pick lessens and the quality of player they can take in the first round lessens. They need a top tier offensive lineman or a top tier corner or a top tier edge rusher to add to this team at minimum in this draft. And the second round pick, it, it flows in every round also, because now you're talking about going from a top five second round pick and possibly two to, you know, mid-teens, mid-table. We know we've, we've been drafting mid-round, mid to late round for since the Baton Roethlisberger draft. So this is not helping. They need premier talent. This team has a lot of holes. Every win going forward is just not good for this organization in the future. You don't want to say that. You don't want to say that tank. That word's not a good word. This is a proud franchise. I get it. But we have to be realistic. They're not making the playoffs. What, are, what good do the wins do them at this point? Does it carry over into 2023? I really don't think it does. Uh, does it set an example? Possibly. You don't want losing to creep into mines. You don't want that to become acceptable. I get it. I don't ever see that happening with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers with a Mike Tomlin coach team. He's, he's as, as many problems as I have with him and his coaching style and the coordinators he picks, this is a very, this is a top five coach in the league. He will not allow losing the creep into this team. So I'm not really concerned about that. I want to see this team have a premier pick. Get a left tap, a premier left tackle for the first time. How long has it been? I can't even remember the last time the Steelers had a top notch left tackle to protect the quarterback. And we'll talk more about the draft in the coming weeks. I don't want to get too deep into it, but they could, they could even entertain a quarterback. I mean, we, we're going to have eight games to judge Kenny Pickett, albeit it looks like they're not going to fire Matt Canada. So how do we really evaluate him with this poorly constructed offense? I don't know. The turnovers are becoming an issue. Is quarterback off the table for the Steelers in, in the 2023 draft? Not in my eyes. Maybe in theirs, but not in mine. But we'll get into that in further podcast. Guys, this is an A plus, well, A minus I gave him on my, my blog this week from Omar Khan and his trade deadline. Both picks, uh, both trades, excuse me, help this team in, in the short term and help the team in the long term. You can't ask for more than that at a trade deadline. The drop off won't be that bad without Chase Claypool on offense. It's already bad. So given Pickens more, more targets only helps the team. William Jackson, it can't get worse in the cornerback position. It really can't. I mean, the, the cornerback play this season has been horrendous. So he can only help. He can't hurt at this point, right? I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Expect better things from the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether we like it or not, the second half. And we'll see where we go from there. Um, I'll go over this more with my partner, David Korob. I know he's got a lot to say. He, he wishes he could be on. He could be on today. Um, we're probably going to go on Friday or Saturday. And, you know, it's a bye week, so we have a little flexibility. And when we go on, we'll talk about the second half of the season. We've got some stuff planned, um, props and this and that for that podcast. It's going to be fun. Don't miss that one. Until then. You can follow me at SteelerSank16 on Twitter. Email the show at daver at steelersanctuary.com. D-A-V-E-R, that is. Um, we really like to hear some feedback on the pod, on our YouTube page. Follow that. Give us some feedback on that. Tell us we suck. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us anything. We're always interested in getting better here. Um, and that's about it. We'll uh, talk this weekend. Thanks, and see you this weekend.